It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station coming after a wonderful weekend and a lot of places got to see a lot of familiar racing faces. We're going to talk about on this week's edition of Southern Race Week with me, yours truly, William Barber, AKWB, and my good buddy, Alfie. Hey, WB, welcome back from your vacation last week. Glad you're back safe and sound, and we have another jam-packed week of programming here along the far-flung Southern Race Week radio network. In just moments, we'll be speaking with uh, Bob Pockris of NASCAR on Fox. We're going to go racing this weekend, William. NASCAR returning will be at Darlington on Sunday and Wednesday for Cub Series driving, then at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway the following weekend for the traditional 600-mile race, and then another Cup race on Wednesday. So a lot going on. We'll also speak with Tim Bryant of Five Flags Speedway. They had an event with some fans in attendance, so we'll talk to him about that. And also speak to Jake Garcia, a short track driver, who was drafted by Chase Elliott as number 10 driver in this year's Speed 51 short track driver draft, William. So we got a lot going on, and we do have a little bit of NASCAR news. Uh, now that we have NASCAR started up here, William, we have some NASCAR news. So let's get your thoughts on this. Well, Alfie, I got to tell you, I'm so excited because just as much as about NASCAR getting ready to happen, while being down on the Gulf Coast, I heard about Five Flags Speedway and their race in action kicking up this past weekend. Fans were allowed in the grandstands. And, hey, maybe there's something NASCAR can pick up and learn from the protocol that our friends at Five Flags Speedway with Tim Bryant they did, and who knows? Maybe we could be having racing going on with race fans at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I heard there might be opportunity for Atlanta to get more than just one race this year. That's right. So let's bring you up to date here on NASCAR News. As you mentioned, William, there are a few tracks who will not be able to see racing this year due to the COVID-19 and also situations with the state's reopening. Those tracks include Chicagoland Speedway, Sonoma Raceway, and Richmond Raceway. So they're going to be losing their races this season. Now, that might give Atlanta Motor Speedway an opportunity, William, to pick up maybe more than one race this year. Since Atlanta is so close to Charlotte, which is the hub of NASCAR Nation, it's possible that Atlanta could hopefully see maybe more than one race this year due to this COVID-19 situation. Now, we'll talk with Bob Pockris of NASCAR on Fox and get his thoughts about that. But we know for sure that we do have NASCAR racing coming up on Sunday, William, at uh, Darlington. And uh, that'll be on Fox Television. Very excited to see that. Now, they're also going to be doing the, I believe, the Xfinity Series that week as well. And then also another cup race on Wednesday. And then at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which will, which will be next weekend, they will have the 600-mile race on Sunday. Then Trucks, Xfinity, and I believe another cup race as well on Wednesday. So um, they're going to be working hard to try to get some races in. They want to get all the races in this season. Very unique ways that they're going to be able to do this without qualifying, practicing, and kind of the way they'll do qualifying. Bob will kind of explain all of that coming up here in, in just a few minutes. So very excited about that. Ryan Newman will be back in the car in the number six after what happened to him at Daytona. And then also Matt Kenseth will be in the number 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing. So it's going to be an exciting time. I think a lot of fans are excited. This is Natalie Decker, driver for Nice Motorsports, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie WB is checking in as well from his home base as he's back from vacation last week. And we've got another jam-packed show for you. 
This week on Sunday Way Street Greatness, we get set for the return of NASCAR, William. That's right, NASCAR back on the track. No more virtual video game racing now. It's actual people in actual cars going around actual tracks. So, William, how excited and fired up are you for uh, NASCAR returning this weekend? Well, I was kind of enjoying the iRacing and everything, but hey, to get the cars back on the track and get all the teams back into the rhythm and the swing, it's going to be great. I know the race fans are enjoying watching the iRacing. I know I've had a lot of feedback from fans that are enjoying the classic NASCAR on TV. Um, you know, but uh, hey, we want to see we want to see what's going to unfold with the with the drivers the cars and see how nascar is going to work hard to get all these races in or as many of these races in before the end of the year or the end well, of the season well to give us on the information lead us on what's going on in the world of nascar we head on over to the food depot zoom line and zoom. welcome in one of the gentlemen who covers nascar for the great fox network ladies and gentlemen checking in from some undisclosed location and some undisclosed bunkers somewhere in the united states of america Let's welcome in Mr. Bob Bob, thank you so much for taking time from your undisclosed bunker to uh, join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, although you're going to be emerging soon as we've got NASCAR returning this weekend on Fox from uh, Darlington on Sunday as well as Wednesday for Cup Series of Driving. So, uh, Bob, real quick. How excited are you to be covering real race car racing instead of virtual NASCAR racing? Well, I think watching actual cars on the racetrack and look, it was great to see drivers focus on the eye racing. You could see inside their helmets, but I think there's just something uh, when they are actually going uh, 170, 180 miles an hour in an actual vehicle that just uh, makes a big difference, at least to some of those watching. I heard from a lot of drivers that, that had not gotten into the eye racing before that it took them, there were some challenges. They didn't really, it, it, it was really difficult for them to, to get into it. Like Kevin Harvick and a few others. I think they're just like me and everybody else in America excited to get out of their house. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're, <clears throat> they're excited to compete in what they get paid to compete to do. So they're looking forward to it. Now, Bob, looking over the NASCAR rulebook, NASCAR has implemented some really tough rules and regulations now with this new COVID-19 situation. So could you tell our listeners and run down maybe some of the new rules that the cruise teams will have to follow during this now COVID-19 situation we've got going on? Yeah, so everybody will have a temperature checked uh, before they enter the racetrack. And so what NASCAR will do is that they'll, they have a staggered time frame for teams to come in. Then once the road, and it's separate from the road crew and then the pit crew who's actually going to be changing tires and stuff, the road crews will come in first. They'll just roll the cars off the hauler and, and go to tech. And they'll have to keep their social distance in tech. If they get through tech, the car is going to be put out on the grid. And then it may be touched a couple hours before the race for some final adjustments. And then the, and then the driver who's going to be in the motor home uh, and hasn't seen his crew is going to walk to the car about 10, 15 minutes before the race and get in the car and not mingle with his crew. You know, crews are not going to be able to mingle with each other. So let's say you're on Jimmy Johnson's crew. You can't go over to Alex Bowman's crew and, and hang out. You know, each crew will kind of have its own location. 
and uh, now the pictures will be able to go to the hauler to get changed and stuff. Even that their their interaction with the mechanics is going to be significantly limited. As far as the race itself, not a lot of changes except a competition caution early in the race uh, that where where teams will get a couple of laps to work on their cars and not have to worry about losing positions. Now they're going to not have any qualifying. It's going to be based on points. What is it? How's that working? It's a little NASCAR may be a little bit complicated, but for the first race, Darlington. They're going to take the top 12 in owner points and draw for the top 12 spots. And then the next 12 in owner points for spots 13 to 24 and so on. So that's the way they're going to do the lineup for May 17th. Then for May 20th, they're going to take the top 20 in the finish at Darlington and invert them for the top 20 spots. And then whoever finished 21st to 40th at Darlington will line up 21st to 40th on the 20th. So they're working on it with a few different formats, uh, trying to keep it somewhat fair, somewhat interesting. You know, when you have stage points involved, it's important to try to have some sort of performance aspect into who gets those first uh, 15 or 20 spots. Well, it sounds like a gift for those folks who love to go into the short track racing where they would have flip-flops if you want to race last week you're starting in the back this week so it sounds like it's nascar is you know once again while trying to confuse the heck out of everybody in the nascar world it sounds like they're trying to do some things that might bring some of those short track people that can't go to races into the fold of watching a nascar race on tv now yeah, I think so. And I, I, think it, and I think it's more just about trying to be as fair as possible and not just leave it up to totally, I want to say pulling a pill because they're not going to be pulling a pill. I assume it'll be like computer generated type <laughs> random draw. Right. But, you know, they're trying to make it fair and trying to make it interesting all at the same time. Speaking with Bob Pockress here on uh, Southern Racing Radio, and a lot of tracks are going to be losing races because of this Chicago land, for instance, some other tracks. Now, Atlanta Motor Speedway was the first track that was postponed due to the COVID-19. Um, I know a lot of people probably would want to use Atlanta because it is close to you guys in, in Charlotte and also not a long drive to get there. So you don't see Atlanta being one of those tracks could, that could be loosening the race or maybe, maybe gaining some races for some, maybe some tracks who we can't go out to because of the COVID-19 shutdowns. Yeah, I, I don't see Atlanta uh, losing their race. I would expect to have Atlanta race sometime in the next month or so, um, unless something different happens. NASCAR has said that they want the next few races after Memorial Day weekend to be at races where they can drive to and from in a day from Charlotte. And so I think that that includes Atlanta. And certainly I would think Atlanta would be potentially a track that NASCAR could go back again if there are more races that they do have to cancel. At some point in time, have you heard, Bob, that – as some people are starting to look towards Labor Day to being able to getting back to a opportunity to be in a venue location, has NASCAR had conversations of maybe social distancing of bringing race fans back into the tracks later on in the year? Have you heard any of that? Oh yeah. I mean, NASCAR would love to have fans at the track. If, if the local health officials and state health officials where they're going will allow it. The Brickyard 400 scheduled for July 5 is a day after what Indiana says at the moment could be the earliest day to have a, a sporting event with a limited capacity of fans. And a lot of the mile and a half and above tracks have big enough grandstands that you theoretically could sell some tickets and have some social distancing. 
I think it's just a matter of waiting and seeing how much as societies open, how much spread there is and what NASCAR would need to do in order to mitigate the risk of spread. Right now, they can ask the, they can control the garage, they can keep the num- pe- number of people in the garage limited, and they can pretty much say, hey, if somebody tests positive in the garage, they can say, hey, who did you come in contact with? And then the, all those people can be self-quarantined for 14 days. Once you add fans, that's a lot harder to do as yeah. far as tracking any sort of spread. Well, Bob, let me ask you now, the schedule is now till the end of May. We don't know what's going to go on beyond that. When will NASCAR make an announcement or when do you think NASCAR will come out with maybe, I'm, maybe I guess month by month is how they're going to look at this, maybe week by week. So as far as after the month of May, when do you think NASCAR will have an idea of what's going to go on in June? Well, I think NASCAR needs to announce it pretty soon because, you know, once they start racing at Darlington on Sunday, the teams will start trying to figure out, okay, where do those Darlington cars, where do we use them next? And they need to know where they're going next in order to know where to use them. So, and they need to know, again, you know, how many intermediate tracks, how many short tracks. uh, Right now, the next road course is until August. So I get the feeling that NASCAR is going to announce probably a tentative schedule here in, within the next week or so. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes all the way through, you know, what they would hope for the rest of the year. But again, that all depends on conversations they have with state officials and trying to get a gauge of when they can race and where. Now, you talk to a lot of the drivers, crew members. You're a real insider dealing and talking to these guys. As far as concerns, um, what are they telling you as far as any concerns they have about actually going out. There's a lot of people who are still nervous about going out. Some are anxious and ready to get out. So what's some of the, what's the gauge of the thoughts of the drivers, crew members, as far as getting out there and going back to work? I think most of the drivers are good with it. You know, I would say there's probably a crew member or two, probably on each team that's a little worried. I have heard of no changes to any of the team's rosters because of this. The worry comes from somebody who maybe takes care of an elderly parent or grandparent and knows that they're going to be now out with a lot of people and now going home to somebody who might be at more higher risk. So I think there's a little bit of, of that concern. Uh, From a driver point of view, I think the concern is they'd love to have a little bit of practice before they uh, hammered on the gas going into turn one at Darlington. That's going to be interesting. No practice, no qualifying, just get out there, get in the car, and go. Scary. Drivers are saying that they're going to be a little timid. I've never heard of a timid driver, but uh, maybe maybe they'll be cautious at, at speeds that most of us would never be cautious at. Now, do you think the iRacing might have helped some of these drivers as far as being able to have some seat time? It's not the same thing as actually being out on the course, but I know a lot of the young kids, especially Dale Jr., saying that iRacing helped them in, in maybe you know, learning how to drive and at certain tracks and all of that. Do you think some of the iRacing might have at least maybe kept their skills sharpened a little bit as if they probably if, – if they weren't doing any iRacing and just sitting around the house for days and days and, and not even trying to, to do anything like that? I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to racing skills, uh, when it comes to iRacing, but I think mental skills for sure, right? The focus that it takes, the intensity that, you know, I mean, drivers were, you know, certainly you saw some drivers, uh, Danny Hamlin, uh, he he drove barefoot, but, you know, Jeff Gordon and some of them still wore gloves because they felt like that was the feel that they needed on the wheels. So I would, I would say from any, from any aspect, it, it gave them 
something to concentrate on. It gave them something to focus on. It gave them something that might uh, mimic the intensity that they will feel on Sunday as much as anything else. Well, if nothing else, it gives them an opportunity to, you know, see the track because the company that did that did a great job in mapping out the track, even so much as with uh, trying to map out every bump, every hump. So if nothing else, I've heard from some drivers how if they know that there is a billboard and turn one, and that's when they normally see that billboard in turn one, that's when they usually make their move to go down the track. Some of those type of landmarks, because they are exactly like they are at the track, help them a little bit. But like you say, feeling that vibration on your butt cheeks as you're driving down the backstretch or driving in the corner at Darlington is a whole lot different in a car than it is in a simulator. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, certainly for some sight cues at uh, iRacing. And then, you know, all the teams uh, have access to their manufacturer simulators which they were allowed back in starting May 4. And, and those certainly have all the scans of the tracks where they can get more of a feel of the current uh, bumps and everything in the track. So yeah, so certain site cues and everything, I think it, it does help. Uh, it'll be interesting just to see how their site cues change when there's no fans and no, certainly a lot, some of the displays or certain things that would normally be at a racetrack probably won't be there for them to use as site cues. Now, Bob, if our listeners want to keep up on the latest in NASCAR news and what's going on, uh, where can they follow you on social media and keep up with what's going on? Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter at, at Bob Pockris, same on Instagram. Facebook is Bob Pockris Fan, and NASCAR on Fox has a Facebook page and a YouTube channel where we're posting all of our videos, so you can find links to all of our stuff there. Well, uh, Bob, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Thanks for all you do. You've been keeping us entertained with all the news going on and during this difficult time. So thanks to you and the entire crew at Fox for what you guys have done to kind of keep us a little bit sane uh, during these last uh, few months or so. So thanks for all you do and all the information you distribute. And hopefully we talk to you again down the road here on the program, sir. It sounds good. Uh, thanks for everybody for watching and looking forward to, uh, to seeing what happens on Sunday. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one man that is able and willing and can get the technology and the support of the state, the community, and the racers alike to get the racing programming going back and alive and strong in the great state of Florida. I'm talking about I'm sitting in Fort Morgan this past week, saw a commercial on the TV that there was racing at the main man himself's track five flag speedway, and Lord have mercy, get him on the Food Depot Zoom hotline, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tim! Oh, I tell you what, man, I was, I, I could have sworn from Fort Morgan Gulf stores in Orange Beach, I could hear the thunder and the roll of cars coming out of Pensacola and the crowds cheering. Man, congratulations on getting race fans back at the track at Five Flags, man. How exciting was that this past weekend? Well, I don't know if it's as exciting as you make it, William. I mean, that's pretty exciting right there now, watching, watching you uh, – uh, explain all that, but you know what? At the end of the day, it was a 
it was great for us to be able to make some noise here again at Five Flags Speedway. Uh, we had a, a, a season opener, uh, albeit, uh, you know, six weeks later than planned. But uh, we had a, a good field of cars, had some great racing, focused on our local divisions, which really at the end of the day seemed more appropriate than, than, than we could have uh, uh, designed for it to be our local racers, you know, coming back to the track. Uh, we were we're able to have a limited number of fans in the stands and we took a lot of precautions to make sure we were doing it the right way. And, uh, you know, at the, uh, we hit, you know, and believe it or not, mother nature reared her ugly head out of nowhere and gave us a little rain right there in the middle of the program, but we drive the track and finished the race. And, uh, it was really a good night. I'm sure that NASCAR and all the other racetracks are going to be looking at you and seeing what you did and how you did it in order to make it to where race fans could be a part of the program and watch the race. What was the first step you did in the process of opening the gate? Well, you know, one of the things I want to make clear is, is, uh, you know, we've been, we've taken every precaution throughout this pandemic. I mean, you know, we weren't looking to buck the system. We weren't in a race to have the first race. We wanted to have racing when we felt like we could do it in a safe environment. We monitored local, state, and federal guidelines from the very beginning of all this. And of course, it all started back when we postponed the ARCA Pensacola 200, you know, less than 48 hours before we were supposed to drop the green flag uh, right. back on March 14th. And that all said, it's been a bit frustrating because it's been extremely difficult for us to get precisely what those guidelines were. So uh, in talking to some of our local officials, you know, they kind of they gave us some guidance, although I, I will tell you, it, it was hard to get any of them to give us a, you know, an out-and-out -out endorsement per se. Right. I think the biggest thing was, and, you know, we had a couple of TV stations out here following what we were doing on Friday night. The biggest thing is, is we just kind of took it upon ourselves to make sure that we went above and beyond what was deemed safe and uh, we kept people spread apart. I mean, we got 8,000 seat grandstands, so you know we got plenty of room for people. Our competitors, we 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 did a virtual drivers meeting last week, so we didn't congregate, you know, to have a drivers meeting, and and we're doing the same thing all over again this Friday night. We're actually doing the races on back to back weeks to get things started but uh, trying our best to keep people spread apart we put race cars in every other pit stall uh, use the entire infield to get people spread out and, and and amazingly people were just very very cooperative they were just happy to be here i think you had your local divisions out there racing and how responsive were they to get back out there and race did you have any problems with some of the drivers or, or was pretty much everyone that normally would be racing there uh, in attendance so I actually know of one driver who said he thought we were racing a little too soon and didn't come. And, 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 and we kind of emphasized, you know, going into last weekend that we wanted to make sure, you know, people took it upon themselves to decide if they were comfortable or not. It was strictly their option. And uh, we did the same thing, you know, with, with race fans. And in, in accordance with that, we offer a broadcast to the race via Speed 51 for those folks that weren't comfortable. But, uh, by the way, that same guy is going to be here racing. I mean, I think he saw the steps we took. We deem a safe environment. So uh, this week he's coming out to join the fray. Well, I tell you, if there's anything that can be taken away is that um, every, every single time that you go to Five Flags Speedway, you're going to see a great race in action. Heard a lot of great uh, feedback from people in Florida, people from Alabama, um, because, you know, they're ready – they're ready to get back to some semblance of a new norm. And if this is the way it is to, to, to get the doors, get the gates open, as we say, congratulations, Tim. And we wish 
you and your track and your teams and the family and friends and cousins and neighbors that come to your races, all the best of luck in the world. And we can't wait to further see how the rest of 2020 season goes, man. Then the following weekend, we're going to be up at John Dykes' place, South Alabama Speedway for the 44th annual Rattler 250 with the Southern Super Series. Uh, so, you know, we're, uh, we're kind of easing back into things. Our month of June, and again, we're, we're monitoring guidelines to see if they're loosened up a little bit more, but our month of June is shaping up to be the busiest in the 16-year history that we've been, we've been involved with this racetrack. Uh, we've got uh, some, some really big events, and I'm really, to be honest with you, hoping uh, within a couple of days we can make some announcements about, about we got, what we got coming in June, but uh, uh, we still got a couple of T's to cross and I's to dots to make, for, make sure that we can do that. But, uh, you know what, this whole whole thing has been a, a, a very strange time for everyone, and people have their own opinions on, on how real the threat really was. But you know what, when it comes to people's health, you just can't, you can't, you can't take too many, too many chances. Speaking with Tim Bryan here on Sunday Race Week Radio. Now, Tim, if our listeners want to keep up with information, what you got planned coming up, because like you said, things are kind of still up in the air, question marks. So if our listeners want to know what's going on, what events are going to be coming up, and what you have planned in the future, where can they go to get that information? Yeah, fiveflagspeedway.com. We keep uh, keep all the current information on there. And, of course, you know, we, we utilize Facebook to the nth degree. We actually do a, a, a podcast uh, frequently on, on, on Facebook Live uh, when things are coming down the pipeline. And now, you know, every day it seems like there's some sort of news. So we don't try to wear that out, but we did a – did a podcast last night where we had uh, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina's Frank Bolter on as a guest talking about the new pit pay, uh, pay and advance pit pass application that's out, uh, that's, that's coming down the pipeline. So, you know, that's, uh, that's our best source for information is the Five Legs Speedway Facebook page. All right, Tim. Well, listen, uh, Tim, if, uh, again, we want to uh, congratulate you on being the, uh, the track to bring the fans back to the, back to the track, seeing some race in action. Can't wait to, uh, to hear more about the exciting news that you got coming up for the rest of the year. And, uh, you know, hey, I mean, I got uh, some mandated uh, non-paid vacation coming up from uh, my employer. So you might be seeing more of me than you ever thought you would be before in the past. Listen, man, I, you know, what would really be ideal, William, is uh, to get you down here and put a microphone in your hand and put you on the sidewalk in front of our race fans and, uh, throw a few t-shirts up there and uh, talk to the race fans in between races. Let's work that out. I'd love to do it. I can borrow a pair of checker flag pants from Ted Austin over at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I tell you, I'll definitely stand out for sure then. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Then. Hey, Al, you got anything else, brother, before we kick it to commercial? Man, that's it. We appreciate uh, always being part of Southern Race Week. Appreciate you guys, what you do for all the short track racing in our area. And, uh, you know, what we're looking forward to a good 2020 racing season. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and pit reporter for the Motor Racing Network, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hi, race fans. Welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. I'm a.k.a. Uh, William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and, of course, always, on the old Zoom line with me, um, my right hand and the man that makes the show all possible, Alfie. You know, I had a chance to go down to uh, through Alabama and uh, check out some of the things going on in Alabama and Florida. And I noticed that the, it's, it's getting to the cusp of when Alabama might just start opening the doors. They've opened the beaches, so maybe they're starting to get ready to open the tracks. 
So I ask you to reach out and get us a superstar phenom that is anxious to go back to the racetrack as we are. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Zoom Food Depot Hotline, one of the top 10 picks for 2020, Jake Garcia. Jake, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being uh, being on the show here. Uh, where have you been hanging out all these days during this stay at home, stay safe, stay in place thing in Alabama? I'm here at my house, not doing much. I've got schoolwork after during the day with uh, Zoom meetings and stuff. Uh, so that's going on good. And uh, I play golf every once in a while, but other than that, not too much. Has the golf game improved a little bit since you probably have a little bit more time to get out there on the course and uh, play a little bit? Has the golf game improved? You, after playing this many times, you think I'd be a lot better than I am. But I'm getting there and uh, just improving every time I go out. So William mentioned, just as the intro went, you were in the past speed51.com short track driver draft. And you had the honor. I think I read in the article that last year you weren't even drafted. And this year you got into the top 10. And you had the great honor of Chase Elliott recognizing you as the 10th pick in the 2020 short, tra short track driver draft. How excited were you to be recognized as a top 10 pick amongst all these short track drivers in the United States of America and then to be recognized by a prominent NASCAR driver who also made a big name for himself in the short track world, for you to be recognized by Chase Elliott. How amazing was that for you to know and to learn? It was really cool to be um, recognized as one of the top 10 picks, you know. Like, if you look back at the list of everybody he's made, he's been really high up in the draft and been in the top 10 and stuff. And they've all ended up being, you know, really good race car drivers and, you know, maybe next year we can be in contention for, like, the number one pick or something. But it's definitely a really cool deal. And then to have a NASCAR driver like Chase Elliott um, introduce you, that's a really cool deal. So uh, it's, it's a good thing to happen to me. And, uh, you know, I think it's just they're recognizing some of the success we've had throughout uh, last season and the start of the season. Well, what's the biggest thing, Jake, that um... – you're gonna do um when when all this is over we can go back to the racetrack are you are you anxious just to get in the car and and do like we hear the nascar drivers are gonna have to do just get in the car with no practice no qualifying would you like the opportunity to maybe get a little practice under your under your belt before you go back to racing yeah, it'd definitely be cool to uh, to have some practice before, but um, I think they'll they'll definitely give us some, you know, whether it be the day before the race or or the day of the race, they'll definitely give us some practice and some qualifying. Is there anything that you can do, like the the eye racing or anything like that, that can get you kind of back in that groove or anything? Yeah, you can do a little bit of the eye racing to kind of stay sharp and and uh, keep your reflexes good or just uh, just, just kind of practice driving, but um, you definitely need a little bit of practice in the car, you know, doing exactly what you're going to be doing in the race, I think. Um, but I'm definitely excited uh, for the racing more than I am the practicing. But yeah. I think it should be really fun when we get back, and uh, hopefully it'll be pretty soon. Tell us about your team, uh, Jake. Uh, is it um, a family-owned and operated team? You got some sponsors or – 
Tell us about that program. So we own the cars, and uh, Ricky Turner works on them. He keeps them at his shop in uh, Dawsonville, Georgia. And um, so he works on them, him along with uh, Will Coates, and uh, Bobby Adams is there sometimes. So they work on the cars. And on the weekends, we've got uh, Jimmy Parker and uh, Jared Fryer. He spots for me on race weekends. So uh, that's that's my crew right there. Uh, and along with uh, Danny Cronick comes some, sometimes to help out as well. So I got to thank all those guys for helping me out. Um, and uh, so they, they do a great job for me. And so I go up to the shop every once in a while to, uh, to help on the cars and work on them, learn about them. And, you know, that way when we go to the track on the weekends, that way I know, you know, maybe I can tell them what to do to the car to make it faster or, you know, whatever it may be. Just uh, to have a good understanding of the car really helps you be a better driver. Now, before we wrap things up here, as we're speaking to Jake Garcia here on the Food Depot Zoom line here on uh, this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio, as we're still kind of uncertain, the state of Alabama, what the situation there is, because uh, you won the Alabama 200. That was the last race you told me before we went on that you participated in, so you've had kind of a long delay here. I know a lot of the drivers I've talked to, they say the one thing they've kind of not been used to during this time is the traveling. You're on the road, you're traveling to different tracks. So being isolated at home and not being able to do the traveling, how much of an adjustment is that for you to be kind of just, you know, at home, even though you're with your family and gives you some time to maybe calm down a little bit? How is it for you to, to miss the traveling and the camaraderie of being at a track, being with your friends, working with your teammates, and maybe talking to other drivers? So as far as for you, how has that adjustment been like? It's definitely a lot different, you know. Um we're usually somewhere on weekends, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to find something to do. Like I said, I've been playing a little bit of golf every once in a while, and, uh, you know, usually, like, if we get an off weekend, I'll probably watch some football or watch the NASCAR race or whatever it may be, you know, but there's no sports either, so there's really nothing to root for or anything, so it's just kind of been a little bit boring and uh, just trying to figure out, you know, maybe get something that I can do you know, every weekend until this whole thing's over. But um, I think it's almost over, so that'll be good, and I can get back to it. Well, NASCAR's going to be starting up this weekend, so I'm excited to see at least some NASCAR racing this weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to be able to watch NASCAR racing. And um, I think it'll be an in- interesting race with them being at Darlington. That's always always a good show. But uh, that definitely should be cool to, to be able to watch something, you know, and especially since it's racing. So that well, should definitely be good. If our listeners want to keep up with you, find out when you're going to get back in the car and go racing, because I guess for you, things are still kind of a little up in the air and undetermined. Where can they go to keep up with you social media-wise to find out when you'll be back in the car again? So I've got a Facebook page, uh, Jake Garcia Racing, and uh, I've also got a Twitter page uh, and uh, an Instagram page. So those are the three main social media platforms that we use to uh, – to give our fans and everybody a little bit of notice before we go back to the track so they can look out for when to watch me or whatever. But, uh, yeah, just mainly those three. Cool beans. All right. Well, Jake, listen, good luck. We hope Alabama opens up real soon, and we can't wait to uh, be cheering for you. Congratulations on the top 10 draft for Speed 51. Again, good luck. Stay healthy. Stay, stay ready to get back in the car, and 
we'll uh, be cheering for you. So the next time you come on Southern Race Week, it'll be right after that trip to Victory Lane, brother. Okay, thank you. Hey, this is Dennis Bickmeyer, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. Hi, race fans. Well, this is about to wrap up another edition of Southern Race Week. Don't forget, if you can't listen to us on your favorite radio station week in and week out, following social platforms and podcast. That's right, William. We are available on all the major pl- uh, podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can go out there and get the full show uninterrupted and commercial-free. And also, if you want to contact me anytime, you can go to srwradio at yahoo.com. That is our email address. So you can go there if you want to send me an email. If you have a great driver that you think would be interested on uh, being on the show, you can reach out to me via email at srwradio at yahoo.com and once again thanks to our great guests this week uh, as we had bob pockris from nascar on fox tim bryant from five flag speedway and also jake garcia short track driver extraordinaire william and uh, i've given no. you the list here i've also gotten some great guests already lined up for uh, next week's fine radio broadcast well, hey hey i gotta throw up my handle out there don't forget oh you i'm can sorry find me on sorry yeah yeah you, you can find me on you you can find me on Twitter at WB Radio Network, but you can find me on IG, the Instagram world, at William Barber. But, yeah, next week, Alfie, we're going to talk NHRA drag racing with none other than Sean Langdon. And that's right, because their season's going to get started back up. And then also my big buddy, my friend, my pal, originally from Atlanta Motor Speedway, now the big dog in charge at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Greg Walters is going to be on the program with us next week. Since you're throwing out uh, social media handles, we can't forget about the Southern Race Week handle at SRW Radio on Twitter. Mine is at Alfie underscore 19. And also like our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week, William. Until next week, folks, I'm William Barber, AKWB. I'm Alfie. Y'all don't forget, go shop at your neighborhood food depot and take your family, friends, cousin, neighbors, and get involved in some type of racing action. Long as it's got four wheels. Because my wife won't let me have a motorcycle. See ya!